0: That is Uta by the band Cannabinoid, our guests today on the Endless Metal podcast. Very excited to have Cannabinoid with us, um, Michaela and uh, um, T- Tanya. Uh, Michaela, that great drummer, vocalist, Tanya, uh, guitar player, vocalist of this uh, crushing band from the great country of Estonia. Um, we had a really nice chat. I really appreciated having them um, uh, on the cast, and uh, hope you enjoy our our discussion.
1: You have a really nice empty empty space behind you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I play I there. play guitars, and you know, got my my Buddha, and <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so, first of all, um, Sir Aita. To yeah. you, to you, right? Big Thank you. thanks right to cannabinoid for for being on endless metal. All you know, zo- zo- zooming in seven hours later from from Estonia. Um, so, like, really, I mean, the first question I, I had for you all was, like, when you when you think about your own journey into music, um, how is that? you know and 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 maybe it's to varying degrees but but how how is that connected to your identity as as being part of a country that's only had its liberation for what 30 years and and with music being such a central part of the mobilizing of of folks for their independence Forty thousand singing the, the Estonian national anthem in the face of the Soviets and just fighting for your independence, think getting your independence. I mean, there's so much I want to say about that history, but generally speaking, like, what does it mean, like, to be a heavy musician and be Estonian, be from Tallinn?
2: I, well, you're, you you covered quite a lot of different different topics in that one single question. You could section Uh,
0: it out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if we go really back to the, you know, I think it was like late 80s or early 90s when there was the singing revolution. It was, I think, nearly 100,000 people. Uh, I can be wrong about the numbers. I guess we can yeah. Google it. It's probably. And uh, you have you have to also you know we have to kind of touch that subject for a moment before we start before we can include ourselves into the whole mix of things because I wasn't born. Daniel was maybe one or two years old yes. at the time. <laughs> um, so it was our parents who kind of did the you know created the freedom for us so we can be here and talk to you, uh, and and um, one of the things to to I guess to make me my be a little bit subjective but once we gained our freedom which which is something that we wanted for such a long time then the 90s happened and the 90s were incredibly difficult for not only estonians but all the all the liberated uh, countries in eastern europe so it was a, there was a, like a lot of struggle so from my childhood i do remember like this kind of right, that we're free, you know, like when I was five or six, you know, that, you know, you have to, we should never take it for granted that we're free. But if you're five or six, you really can't grasp the whole big picture. And when you're a teenager, you're kind of an asshole anyway, in a way, right? So you're (laughs) not, you you know, you you, you take, you take it a little bit for, for granted. And, um, and now when the war started in Ukraine, like one and a half years ago, or even more now, it's nearly two years. I think that at least for me, that kind of, um, you know, we talked about you you talked about the Estonian flag. Um, like I I have been always proud of being Estonian, but now I think like in the light of the Ukraine stuff, I kind of appreciate it a little bit more. Um, and uh, and and I do understand that maybe in the past I've taken like this freedom that we've enjoyed with Daniel for such a long time a little bit for granted. Oh nice, go. nice. Great. There we go. <laughs> so so you know, we didn't we weren't the ones who who were singing there. Like the hundred thousand people, we weren't, we were not there in the 80s or in the early 90s. But uh, as Thandel said previously as well, we still like do the festival, the song festival every four or five years, and uh, we're not only singing the Estonian anthem. We're, there's like three or four, of, maybe even six hours of like all Estonian folk songs and uh, yeah. and songs uh yes. that, that mean a lot to our history that we couldn't sing when we were still under the uh, Soviet occupation. And also, you know, our parents had that—that that was the only weapon they had, because the other option would have been to go on streets and you know rebel against the Soviets, but that would have meant a lot of violence, most probably. So uh, they chose the 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 only nonviolent weapon that they found, which was singing, and uh, and it looks like it worked because here we no. are. Uh, uh, you have the flag in the background, and we don't have KGB agents listening what we're saying right now, or maybe they do listen <laughs> to us, but uh they're not gonna they're not gonna you know put us again put us against the wall after this podcast has ended. Yes, so yeah, couldn't, uh, a lot of, couldn't have said a lot better. of work, a lot of credit goes to our parents and all of the all of the um older generation, so to say. Mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, when it comes to us, and what it means to be a musician from Estonia in 2023, and especially metal musician. I think, I mean, you can look at it in both ways. It's such such a small country that it's quite easy to, to. I wouldn't say easy, maybe it's like I'm simplifying it, but in simple words, I suppose it's easier to get quite a lot of attention. Um, like you can be in the news if you want to, if you know a guy, then he probably knows a guy who was running the whole, TV station or whatever, so you can you can still you you can get you, you can put yourself out there. People would know you. So in that sense, it's like good. We're we're quite a small country. Regardless, if you're a metal musician, you're if you're a rapper, if you're mainstream pop, whatever, you can get yourself out there. You can you can be known um, uh, if you're if you're putting the work into it, I suppose. Um, but on but the but the flip. To, to that same argument is that we're such a small country, people don't know that we even exist. And when you go knock on, I don't know, doors on like labels or festival organizers like, hey, we're a metal band from Estonia, we really, really like to conquer the fucking world. There's like, who are you? Are you even a thing? Go back to your cave. So it's okay. so the competition is fierce. So so, uh, but that applies to I don't know if you're a band from Philadelphia. I guess it's the same thing that you know if you want to get to the best or biggest festivals in the world, you still have to know people. You have to put a lot of work in. So I guess you know in that sense, it really doesn't matter if you're from Estonia or Philadelphia. But I guess you do probably have bigger opportunities in Philadelphia um, compared to Tallinn. Mm-hmm. That's my take on it. I don't know, Daniel. You may maybe you want to disagree with everything I just uh, said. No,
1: no, no, no. It was quite an amazing take on everything that you said. Like I, don't, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> I think there is gratitude, especially in, in considering the events that are happening in Ukraine. That just kind of opened your eyes a little bit, like yeah, yeah. You know, they they really they really helped us to get to this point because we can see what happens if you don't fight. You can see what happens if you do um uh yeah well if, if you don't fight fight against the oppressor that that sort of stuff can happen any, any day and uh, also the fact that we're part of NATO really kind of gives us a little bit of comfort as well because we if we wouldn't be a part of NATO <laughs> a little we, bit we, if if we would, if we would not be a part of NATO I think we, we there's a good chance we, we wouldn't be here right now right um, we would be fucked um, yet. Yeah, so yeah um but uh, in regards to Slayer, and, you know, listening to Slayer in the 80s, you know, I, I, I guess if you put into YouTube like like metal ads in the 80s or something like that, you'll find like some very American ads. Like if you're not listening to Black Sabbath, then he's the devil. You know, you had oh, yeah. a, a lot of that sort of propaganda that totally. we never had because we yeah. didn't have access to that shit for, for until like 1990, 1991. Wow. So but 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 the, the, the heavy music gradually you know showed up in the states and then you had probably like conservative folks who were like against that. So there was constantly a fight. And that kind of makes sense, I suppose, because they were like, I guess like more like Christians or, and then they just were afraid of the new thing. Oh yeah. But when we had our freedom, then it was like everything opened up all at once. So there was it was like, all right, you can listen to some serious hardcore rap and also to metallic at the same time you have like so much information at you so there was never this sort of oh you shouldn't listen to that devil music because it was just all like an explosion of western culture that happened here so but you but you guys you had it gradually and there were like parents like oh did you hear there's a new satanic band across the street that's like you know let's take away his freedom (laughs)
0: yeah we did we had like satanic panics here like Yeah, satanic
2: panic that sounds like like, good because
0: there was the kids that played judas priest um i forget the song backwards and it's supposed to and they committed suicide and then judas priest was put on trial man they like they were almost sent they were almost sent away to prison you know and you know it was fucking crazy here like people were there was a it was a big panic around that so that's yeah. That made me even want to listen, want, you know, I was wearing Slayer t-shirts, like, you know, Eddie from Iron Maiden, it made me want to even more, I think that, cause yeah. that's like, that That whole thing was it's looking back on it. It's like completely insane. It's um, insane. You live
1: in a weird like, country.
0: Very weird. Very weird. Like There's so many, so many currents going on It's still it's going, almost off the rails now but it's it's pretty crazy yeah huge country you know so
2: it's complicated yeah it, it, there's this documentary called I, I i would i would think that you probably know it. it's called paradise lost oh yeah that? yes it's, it's probably yeah. very popular like I, I i i heard the story only like three or four months ago i saw the whole thing a great soundtrack as well like metallica all the way yeah. through so like blessing for me but that was a crazy documentary, and that really sums up how, how crazy, how, like how the sat- satanic panic, uh, like yeah. existed in the in the American culture and the beginning of the '90s still, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> um, right. Yeah.
0: Right. Ooh. So just to pivot, like, yeah. So let me just get a sense of the the timeline here. Like, um, when were you guys born? <laughs> like, when was the? So you were born in
1: 1990,
0: 1989, 1989. Okay. So, um, when, when do you first start getting into heavy music?
1: No. I think it was 1996 when I got to my first PlayStation and my father bought uh, the first Queen album to play on the first PlayStation and then like uh, he was uh, <laughs> he was drinking and, and uh, asking me to come uh, next to him and then uh, we just listened to music. Uh, first we started with Queen but <laughs> it became quite quickly Slipknot and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> What, about, what is your first name? I'm sorry, um, M. What is the M
2: say? Oh, sorry, I don't know how much Michael. Michael. Well, Yeah, Michael. I guess is also one way how to pronounce it. Sorry, Michaela. Michaela. Okay. Yeah. What about yes. you? What about for you? Um, I think I might have been four or five. It's a little bit blurry. Um, my brother. So getting like official uh, CDs and stuff was a rather complicated. Although it's expensive. Country know, from 1991, it was still like complicated to get the real stuff, and/or it was like just really expensive. So you got some really bad bootlegs. Well, not bad, but like just uh, yeah, somebody had a, like a tape recorder. They found the songs and they just put it together. So he went to the market, like to, to like a, I don't know a meat market or something. My bro- my older brother and he got like a Metallica ballad, cassette, and um, it was definitely made by some Russian guy probably somewhere, And uh, right. but it had all the ballads on it, like One and Fade of Black and Unforgiven and so on. And uh, okay, One isn't a ballad, I guess it's, you can argue about that, but anyway, uh, I listened to Fade of Black, and i remember that being like uh, like that struck me as soon as i heard it so i wrote down the lyrics i just started like uh, i just learned how to write so i i wrote down the lyrics for fate of black as i heard them so very like the spelling was <laughs> fucking off if you give me fire give me fucking <laughs> <coughs> sorry no, 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 nothing. I think yeah, saying fuel. Anyway, give me the, fuel, uh, give me fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a very it's a very depressing, but dep- depressing song, Fade Black by Metallica. But uh, I wrote down the lyrics, and ever since then, I really, uh, really, I was just hooked with, especially with Metallica for the first, yeah. I guess, up, up until when I was 24, I was like just, uh I've I, I have a lot of different um uh, like role models as well, but I guess Metallica will be number one just because of yeah that it was the first uh sight, you know, first how do you say that? First sight in love. No, first first love. Love at first sight. First love, I guess. Or yeah, love from first sight. Yeah.
0: Love at exactly, yeah. love at first listen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, for me too. Those those first three Metallic albums are just game changing mm. and seeing them live so what about um playing in bands like um and, and getting involved in playing bands is, is cannabinoid later on are you in different bands
1: first yeah yeah i have a story actually um so uh, i was 14 and i was singing like really um uh, national songs on, on on a song contest, uh, uh, like Est- Estonian stuff, you know. And, and and I had like a really smoky voice. And and some guy approached me like, "Do you want to be in a metal band?" Like, um, of course, I said yes. And uh, and this was my first band. We started to make some Nirvana covers at first um, in in 2003, um, and the band name was called. Intimate flower.
0: <laughs> what was it called? Intimate power?
1: Intimate flower. Into flower. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh, anyway, like um, we we uh, kind of built um, our own uh, rehearsal space, like uh, we have seen from the U.S. Uh, movies. Like you go to a building and then you push a button and then like the garage comes up and then you have a band rehearsal space. And this is exactly what we built. Nice. Um, yeah. Anyway, but uh, this was uh, this was uh, when I was really small. But uh, then 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 we came to the um Estonian capital Tallinn and then things uh, started to change
2: quite uh, rapidly I think Karabana has a story as well I mean yeah I mean the band was formed in what 2010 right uh our band was formed in 2012. 12 and uh and I joined the band in 2017. 17 yeah so so when I when I joined the band like it was a little bit already established um i saw gonna be live for the first time like in 2012-ish uh, there was like a you know a band's competition we were far younger at the time and i was performing with a different band and i and we had a really good live with this other band that i was in and then gonna be started playing after us and then i was like fuck this is it's really can I can I swear by the way absolutely
0: like, oh, yeah no you can swear right, fuck yeah, it.
2: It. yeah I swear that's anyway, like I saw like, like them I used
0: fuck like a comma <laughs> 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 um
2: so I saw kind of Binade live and they had a different drummer they had like uh Daniel wasn't playing the guitar at the time he was only singing so the, the so the lineup was completely different and none of the members from the the two 2012 era are still the same except for Daniel who was still singing so uh, and uh and, and then I think it was around 2014, 15, 14, I think. Daniel reached out to me and said that they needed a new drummer, and said, "Do you want to come to the trial?" So I, you know, I listened to the songs, I prepared my ass off, and I, we had, and then I w- went to their rehearsal space and we played through the songs. And then you know, I got the response, like, "Yeah, we'll be in touch," you know, kind of vague. <laughs> And uh, then uh, like about a week or two later, they got they got in touch as promised, and they told me, "Yeah, listen, we we are gonna take another guy, uh, but thanks for coming." Uh, I I mean I knew Daniel a little bit, so it wasn't personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I didn't understand too much at the time, like why they didn't want to ex- uh, accept me. Although later on, Daniel told me that the reason was that when I when when we played the very slow doomy songs they had at the time. I was too into Metallica, so I was playing like twenty or thirty BPM faster than they <laughs> supposed to be. And when the other guy came to the to the trial, then he put his symbols like symbols really high. And that like was so impressive that they just died. No. Really <laughs> so we were young. You know, we, so you like the key the the learning curve here is that, you know, if you want to get accepted into a band and just put your symbols really, cymbals high really high, yeah. Get it. <laughs> And then three years later, 2017, they asked me again to join and then, and then there was no trial. It was like, just come in and join. And then I did. And here we are two, two, we've now done two albums together. Three. Two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, One quick context question. Um, Mm -hmm. So... So when you're, so, um, Tanya, were you, were you in a different band besides, I mean, you told me about the early band, but so you've been in, uh, can uh, we, I, we pronounce it cannabinoid, um, mm. cannabinoid since, um, 2012. And so you were about 23 yeah. when you started that band. So, yeah. so when you started that band, uh, cannabinoid, what was what was the scene like? Were there were there other metal bands? Was there was there a Tallinn scene? Was...
1: I, I, yeah, I can I can explain. Like I didn't actually start it. Um, uh, you know, the scene was. Uh there was a really big band blowing up in Estonia. It was called Talbot and I was, uh, I was a really big fan of theirs. I I was, I went to all of their shows. I was the, I was that guy at the front row without a shirt moshing at every, every show. And then, you know, there was an advertisement made on a forum that uh, hello, we're looking for a singer for a doom band. And uh, I quickly wrote to them and, and it turned out I was actually the only one who wrote to them, but, this is how it like started, really. And uh, but but at the time, uh, uh, metalcore was a really big thing in Estonia, and, and there were really big, really good metalcore bands in Estonia. But uh, they, um, I, I think it's like a common thing that uh, every 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 really good bang, band band uh, splits up after the first album. Like this this was a thing in Estonia yeah. as well.
2: Yeah, I, I also. It, it, I also should add that that I guess the problem also is that that these metalcore bands were they, they were good quality. Although I have never been into metalcore myself, mm. but from an objective point of view, like I think they were they were persuasive, and I think they were actually really good and had what it took to you know kind of influence other musicians in the world and play big stages. But then we come back to the fact that we're from Estonia we come from a dark, cold place that some people don't know that even exists. And then you can have the best shows here in Tallinn or in Estonia, but you can only do it so much until everybody might get bored of you. Mm. So what you need is new crowds. And in order to get new crowds, what do you need to do? You need to get out of Estonia. Okay, you can do Baltics, Latvia, Lithuania, you can do Finland, but at the end of the day, you want to get to Western Europe, you want to get to the States, uh, Australia even. Um, And in order to do that, it's, it's I, I don't think it's I, I was about to say that you need money to do that but it's not only money I think it's 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 a lot of uh hard work obviously but also good connections be be there at the right time uh lots of lobbying probably and lots of uh lots of connections and probably lots of connections. people didn't just have those uh those options at the time so those middle core bands again not my thing but objectively speaking they could have played the biggest festivals but they didn't. And I don't think it's necessarily their fault either. It's just circumstances are what they are.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, you know, um, a couple of things I wanted to say. Um, Well, one of the things that was interesting in going back and listening to the whole discography was was hearing the three three records um, from uh, cannabinoid um, Troon, I think Tron, it was Tron. Um, so we have Tron, um, and then th- what? What I have, I listened to Tron three, and of course Ma- Mass, the new one. What was there another record in there that I missed? There was an,
1: yeah, there was an EP. Uh, okay. I think you can find it in in YouTube. Oh, yeah, also, I, think, I don't yeah.
2: think it's on Spotify. But this,
1: yeah, there was uh, a a, a Stoner Doom record
0: right um one thing that was really cool in just exploring and definitely using you know spotify because of the, the the one feature they have there you know you might also like and then it was an opportunity for me to learn about some of the other estonian bands that were heavy bands um one of them I listened to a bunch that I thought were great. Um, Eastoner, stoner oh, yeah,
1: those are our yeah, we, uh, yeah.
0: We really enjoyed that. Thought that just killer uh, sound, sludgy and heavy, and um, so that. And then there was a few others. One I don't think I can pronounce. Um, Liblikas. Le- Liblikas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, you know why it's funny that you mentioned that. And this is a good example why this country is so fucking tiny. Uh, I played in that band. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your, that was your, they're great.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you that some, band, uh, yeah. I mean, that band uh, evolved to a different band. We kind of changed course. So we are under a different name now. But uh like if, from two thousand like ten until two thousand seventeen that band existed and we did a couple of records. I and I've listened to that because myself like a, like a month ago. It has been like a little like a year or two ever since I listened to it. And it was like, my God, we were like into prog shit at the time. Fucking crazy shit that we did there. So yeah. But funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, it was. It so, was our literally next story it's like our rehearsal room, very good friends and because cool. is where I played okay cool dream crusher <laughs> that's that the was... band where that turned into for, that came from libley because okay yeah
0: yeah i did i noticed i'm a big uh, you know listen to so many different kinds of music you know even music not considered heavy uh, but um uh i heard the definite proggy there's definitely some proggy influences i thought were really really cool but I don't know. I just had this general reaction. Like these are like, there's a, there's some amazing heavy music going on in Estonia. Like the the love, the talent level and the the attention, you know, there's, there's definitely some great bands in Philly. There's no question. philly has got a huge heavy scene, hardcore scene, a lot of different bands. Um, Um, one, we just interviewed Octus that are amazing, two bass players, a cello and a drummer. They're like super creative, uh, doom band. Um, so a lot is going on in Philly, but, but it was, it was striking to me though, how, um, the, I mean, I don't want to sound pretentious, you know, but it's like, there's just a lot of effort and detail that goes goes into these records that the bands that I've heard in Estonia are doing. It's like fucking serious scene of, of serious musicians and it's like super inspiring. Do you guys feel the same
1: way? Yeah, we do. We do. Definitely.
2: Yeah, I I don't think I don't think there's a shortage of talent. Uh I, but, but I believe that there is a little bit of shortage of people in general i mean there's only 1.3 million people in the whole country and 450,000 in the capital so i think we do have a lot of talent and people not not maybe only in the in, in the music scene but our like culture scene like in general um i think that just the one thing that makes things a little bit complicated especially for the organizers and promoters is that it let that if you have that many talents and you have that many venues you just lack people who would attend those shows uh, well, I don't know, Philly, Philadelphia has probably what, like a million people, I uh, yeah. might be wrong. Big, big city. Yeah. Big city, right? Very uh, big. Not, I don't know too much about Philadelphia. Uh, the only thing I do know about Philadelphia, I'm sorry for changing the subject for a quick second, is uh, there's this guy called Pat Finnerty from mm. Philadelphia, who makes this show called What Makes This Song Stink. I don't know if you've heard oh. about
0: it. No, I don't I have to check this out. See, I, you're telling me from Estonia about cool Philadelphia <laughs> shows, yeah. but, but I have not I have not heard of that. That's really I
1: I can tell you something as well about Philadelphia. I'm glad that J- James Harden uh, left the, the 76ers.
0: <laughs> yes. No question, man. He, mm-hmm. he was like an old, becoming a cancer.
1: He's a baby. He's
0: becoming a yeah, just just the team is I once saw them play the Celtics recently, and man, the plan. Sixers are in the seriously in the mix this year to uh, to win the yes. East. To win the East, especially without him. And I, I think that's right. I think that he was just such a downer uh, that I completely agree. And I think pretty much everybody in Philly that I know of, <laughs> <laughs> like James Harden, don't let the door hit you on the way out, like. <laughs> leave you know like, absolutely yeah yeah um i was going to get you i was going to say the 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 ab the population of philly i know pennsylvania itself is one of the biggest states 1.5 million in philly
2: there we go nice. yeah
0: yeah. larger so, than we so so that's bigger than is that bigger than estonia
2: yes, yes it is yeah wow so, and I, guess, I guess that that sums it up like in, in a way as well that uh, that we, we see the talent out there. Um, there are things that that um, uh, uh, that make things a little bit more complicated for us. Uh, here is probably the cold and darkness. <laughs> probably doesn't help. Uh, but I guess Philadelphia is not the warmest place on the planet either, so maybe that's not a good argument. But uh, but at the end of the day, it is the people you need in order to attend the shows, to, kind of, to give you good energy to keep going. And if you just lack right. people, then it might be a little bit of a problem. So, but I mean, there's not much you can do about that. So it's not there, something. There that's is not kind of an now. Annou-
0: there, there is, is something. There is something geographical that's similar um, with Philly in connection to where I live now. Jeff lives in the city. I live mm-hmm. in North Wilmington, Delaware, and mm-hmm. Delaware is probably the size of Estonia. It's about a million. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a very small state and. It's the same thing, like, when you have a few Delaware bands that have, like, heavy bands that break through, but they're constantly getting squished down when they try to break into Philly. You know, it's, mm-hmm. like, very hard. So, one of the things I was going to ask you is, like, Finland is pretty close, right? To And isn't, like, Finland, like, the metal capital of the world?
1: It is, but I, I guess the- uh, we are actually like uh, quite trying hard and uh, we are actually uh, doing pretty well in Finland. Uh, they, they like us and they, uh, they invite awesome. us and uh, um, but that's a big you know,
0: deal. I mean that must be a big deal.
1: It yeah. is, but um, I don't know like there's still a few steps to go.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 you are right in saying that you know that there's a lot of metal culture in in Finland and Sweden and Norway as as well like in the whole and Denmark in the whole yeah. Scandinavian era, era area. That if you if you make it through like if you if you have um, promoters who want to invite you to Finland, then you know that right. Let's not lose the momentum, and we should we should work hard with this. So that's something that's something as that Stein said we're working on right now as well. So, but yeah, but but. There is a problem with Finland in a way, is that you know, as you said, it's like kind of the capital of metal in the world. The competition there is also really fierce. Um yep. like uh, you have like probably four metal bands in each family in Finland. Yeah, so yeah. the competition is pretty crazy and they're really good. Like the average metal band so in many Finland bands is is better than the is the, than the most bands on uh, most metal bands on the planet. So they know what they're doing. Maybe it's maybe I'm simplifying it a little bit, but, uh, no, but no, you're not.
1: That's how it not. feels. That's how it looks. Uh, because, like in Finland, they even have commercials that are done in metal-like language. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, well, I want—I I, got to quickly. I want to get into cannabinoid and and the discography and your new record. But one of the things I wanted to do real quick because one of the things about being, uh, I'm not going to play the age card. My memory is not what it used to be. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Um, I wanted to just quickly uh, Google this band. I, we saw a Yob over the summer um, oh, and it was Yob nice. and Caven. And I'm wearing a Caven shirt different from my, whole, my old city um, in love Kaven. Um, and a band opened who were amazing and I had no idea about them and they were from Delaware and I just wanted to quickly um, find the name of them cuz they're also on this Stoner Heavy Stoner label you guys might have might be familiar with um Yob y- yeah YOB YOB do you know do you yeah. know them yeah. yeah of course yeah so so the band that opened up oh, man Basusu so, so Yob, Caven and a, a Delaware band.
2: Oh, Delaware band, sorry. Yeah,
0: that's what I, I just wanted to say because, oh man, we're going to have them on the show at some point and they're going to kill me because I forget their name. But it was really, it was like just another kind of thing that about, that just reminds me, um, I don't know, it's not a perfect analogy, obviously, but like, you know, Philly is a big scene. They have and it's not just clubs, there's a huge warehouse scene, like every space in Philly, they'll put gigs on. It's like something very legendary in Philly. And like, you still have those shows, unlike in a lot of the U S cities where like those warehouses have been torn down and development, but in the city of Philly, it's, there's still very much this really amazing, truly underground kind of scene going on. But as, as, as you said, you know, it's like if you don't know the right people and you're not connected, it's going to be super hard to get the gigs and everything else. Um, and so we went to that show and the opening band is playing. We like, we had never heard of them. We were like in the other room getting a beer and they're like, they've sounded amazing. Like the riffs were like huge. And We ran and we watched them and like, who is this band? And then afterwards we talked to them and they're from freaking Delaware. <laughs> like They're like, like live like, 20 minutes from me (laughs) like you know Mm. so so i think that you know there is a similar dynamic like you know um in the u.s with uh the the more the bigger established cities you know for heavy music um um in, in proximity to much smaller like wilmington delaware is like i mean there's there's like two clubs like where they have metal shows um, mm-hmm. and so you have those bands trying who want to, who are struggling and trying to make it. And it, you know, and it's not to say that, um, the bands who play a lot of gigs in Philly are necessarily quote unquote making it, you know, um, they playing, they're playing, um, probably playing more gigs and everything else, but, um, throwing all that stuff aside, I have you guys here. You're from Estonia. It doesn't, you know it matters because it's such a fascinating country, and learning about learning about your history and and, and both your backgrounds. But the music that can, uh, cannabinoid creates is just really extraordinary. Um, and the the trajectory. So Mikael, you were not in the band for Trune, but Trune is like a very different record, right? Than I didn't I don't I haven't heard the EP, but it's different than three, and it's definitely different from Mass. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Troon is three like epic songs. One's um Matus is 17 minutes, uh, Pima Nidia. Probably terrible <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> I'm fucking butchering the language. Um, right? <laughs> seven minutes and 41 seconds. And tron, tron. Tron, we were, I would say troon, but tron. Uh, it's actually a beer, a great brewery called troon in the U.S., but put that aside. Tron is 21 minutes. So it's, uh, tell it's us about word. that. Tell us about Throne. that. Tron? What, is Throne, it, what, is it, yeah. what does it translate to? Yeah. In, in, tron. Okay. Throne. throne. Yeah. Throne, like.
1: No, no, where you sit. Oh, oh, got it. A throne, yeah.
0: Got it, like yeah. dope throne. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so what was happening then in the band was 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 the identity? Of, uh, it sounds to me like really um, powerful um, stoner doom. My, my... Yeah, it was.
1: Uh, it, uh, we were uh, really inspired by Sleep back then, and Sleep. Uh... Yeah and then and, and we wanted to like um I don't know how to say it like overdrive the the, the uh the sleep importance that we had like uh, we wanted to give it another like another like um I don't know how to say it, but uh, we wanted to yeah. overdo a- everything like, uh, and, uh, and you know, with the, with the, the last song thrown, we also had the idea of making a video for the song, like for a 21 minute song, like, but the, 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 video was meant to be like, there was a static camera looking at the forest and their back uh, starts to move, uh, like, uh, like, like a witch or something like that. And for 21 minutes, she moves <laughs> <laughs> until, yeah, until uh, she is like in front of the camera. And then the song ends like 21 minutes later. Anyway, this is uh, where we were back then. But uh, we were quite, uh, <clears throat> how to say it, like uh, we were quite um, a greeny wipe. Uh, we mm-hmm. we were really into Electric Wizard and, and Sleep back then. But uh, we're not anymore. Uh, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, People uh, tend to change their preferences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, you know, an, another cast I was talking, um, we, we actually had, we actually had like a hero of ours, couldn't believe we got him on the podcast, uh, Steve Von Till, who is one of the founders of the band Neurosis. And, like, oh. and, and we were talking to him. And, you know, one of the things that I think, and he agreed, like, refinement is, is, is a really like, not often it's kind of disparaged. Sometimes like it's just refinement. They're adding like you know they're trying to make you know simpler songs and da da da. But like where I when I listen to you, you guys over the trajectory of the three albums, like there's this really amazing refinement that starts to go on. Like tell me about that process. Like how does that happen with the band? Are you guys like jamming, recording everything, and then more li- listening back with a discerning kind of ear? For like, you know, things we want, ideas we want to build on. But what's the process? I think it's a like a normal.
1: <clears throat> I can't say it's a normal process, but uh, but uh, you grow uh, with uh, with uh, together with the band. Like uh, the, 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 when we did the Throne, it was uh, more about jamming, and we didn't really uh, have like. Um, Systematic approach to making music. Uh, we did what we did, and uh, we recorded it as it was. And there were mistakes and shit like that. With three, we started to do it a little bit different. And then maybe Michael wants to to add something.
2: I mean, I, I was a fan before I joined the band. It was kind of a Jason Newsted Metallica situation in a way that you know that I was in the front row headbanging, and then two months later I was in on on the other side of the awesome. stage, right? Um, and but the thing was that uh, like the previous drummer who played on Throne, uh like really, really you know I loved the album I loved the I loved what he did on the album as well, but um, you know if you're a drummer and you're seeing a band play, obviously drummers look at drummers, and although I really like you know I th- I think he plays well, um, he really loved to do a lot of fills, and when I was like you know headbanging live, I felt that sometimes it's just like there were just too many fills and i had the luxury of joining the band with that sort of a thing in my head already like i want to do, i want to play in kind of and i want to have a a bit of a more straight beat even if it's like proggy stuff that we do and try to make it more groovy like so that, the, that so that whoever listens to it and we listen to it we make the music ourselves by the end of the day that you, you do feel the pulse instead of like random fails or just like i i don't think that as a drummer or as a musician i constantly need to prove myself like like crazy ass stuff all the time i think that's a kind of a part of being a musician that even if you know how to play difficult things then you kind of restrict yourself from not doing it because it just doesn't give any value to the, the music i think what the previous drummer did with, with throne, i think i think i think i think it still works well um, but for the next album, I was already hoping that eh, if, if these guys are gonna make a new album, I think I hope they're gonna go a little bit more straight because there's a lot of potential to, to make a, like a really massive sounding kind of a pop doom in a way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, doom, yeah. and that's and that's what we that that's what I thought I brought into the team when I joined in t- 2017, and yeah. and that's that and that's definitely what we implemented on the last album as well. But they're like the 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 things that we added with mice uh, like mass, but we in Estonian we say mice. Um, The 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 uh, layers that we added were no longer just like the straight groove, which is still kind of audible if you listen to it. Uh, But it was more about like harmonies and like extra layers. Like we used a little bit more synths in the background, and it was just more like even more fine tuning. I guess like the more we make music, the more we come up with ideas, then the fine tuning gets like more pedantic each album and uh, and, that, and at least if you listen to draw you listen to Free, you listen to Mice, you can hear the layers coming up and up, like more and more so it's the attention uh, to detail as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we were still like, I mean, with, with Free, I was still, we were still kind of rookies in a way because we were kind of experimenting with stuff. But, one, but once we completed Free, then it was like, all right, this is what we can do people liked it, loved the album. We got the, you know, Estonian Music Award for that album as well, which is like the Wow. <laughs> so equivalent
0: Congratulations. That's like pretty awesome. Like yeah. did you get, did you, have to, did you have to wear like tuxedos and like, yeah, I for- did.
1: Yes. And uh, we went on the stage and uh, told our thanks and stuff like
0: that. Man, that's yeah. wow. That's, that's pretty awesome. That's that is That was really cool. It yeah. wasn't Jethro Tull didn't beat you out.
2: Oh, <laughs> like in '89, did you get that? Like the Metallica uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, "Justice for All" reference?
0: Yeah. yeah, right. Jethro Tull got the Grammy for best metal performance over Metallica. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> wow, what are the what are the awards called in in uh, Estonia? It is Estonian, Estonian music, music, awards. Estonian music is. awards.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what it's what it's called. Wow. Uh, I mean, you get when you get the award, you get like some sort of recognition, and you can yeah. use that. You can use that um, statement that you won the award as a little bit of a push to push for like festivals and or labels and stuff like that. But ultimately, it's you know it's only a fraction of of what you still need to do the lobbying, the people you need to know, the communication. Yeah, so, yeah, yes. yeah. That but should... but there's no financial reward to it. There's you know. There's yeah, it's it's still nice, don't get me wrong. But I mean but what happened was that we got it in January twenty twenty. It was like, Oh my god, we put so much effort into this album, now we got the reward. Let's conquer the fucking planet. And then <laughs> <their> lockdowns, <laughs> pandemic, nothing yes. happened. Yeah. So 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 I mean, you don't obviously you don't speak Estonian, but um But a lot of the uh, frustration, not only with the pandemic and also, you know, the things that we've gone through in our personal lives. Uh, We had a rehearsal room fire in 2021 as well, which like kicked us in the balls really hard. So this album is like the mice is really... Uh, about just like pushing forward in life regardless of what happens So I guess like the one of the main themes for mice although it wasn't intentional Like all the eight songs were like created separately in their own bubble But they ended up being in a bubble that's called like just like pushing forward because yeah, you can't stop time Shit it happened So move on uh, So although it may sound like we're fucking angry and I guess we are <laughs> Uh, The best um, way. At the end of the day, the album is actually very optimistic with a very optimistic um, uh, uh, point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That. That. The pandemic. Oh man. That, just brutal. But. So so you guys, are you had you started? You won the award, for three, and then and then had you even started writing it's it's pronounced mice mice in estonian
1: yeah some songs actually are before even uh, three was uh, created so
2: yes we started uh, we started straight ahead after 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 three was released yeah i mean like just because the fact that we won the award and we were just like both with free and with mice but also with free like i mean everything we sang about everything that we like all the lyrics were very genuine. They're in Estonian. That, like, I mean, the reason. I mean, we we can obviously speak English, but I mean, the reason that we also prefer to write lyrics in Estonian is because it's more genuine. So if you put yeah put ourselves into the album, it felt like oh my god, we did something so sincere, and people give a shit about it. That's crazy cool. And then the ambitions, my ambitions at least. I remember me being like, "Oh my god, we're gonna release a new album by the end of the year. We're gonna get the fucking biggest stages and everything." But we never had the chance even to work to to start writing the the potential. Like, um, yeah, the the the, we yeah we didn't have the chance to have any like profit from the award itself or the recognition because everything died off. But yeah, but uh, but uh, we. Really wanted to like release my and re- like get these songs ready already by 2020 or at least 2021 because the momentum was just so fucking good. But, uh, but yeah, here we are nearly 2024. <laughs> um, but we did it though. So it just, yeah, shit happened.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, I love the fact that you sing in Estonian. Mm. Like, um, maybe that's just like a kind of a interesting question. Like, obviously that's your native tongue, but is there, is there also something, um, to convey those lyrics? It needs to be in Estonian, like it needs, you know, because I guess there is right. I mean, there's some kind of, I mean, Opeth records an album in English and they have an album in Norwegian, um, but Swedish, Swedish. Right. Thank you. Swedish. But, um, but for you guys, um, uh, what I was going to say though, was it, it seems like the, the global, um, music marketplace, whatever labels, whatever, like there's somewhat of a push to record stuff in English. Um, uh, but, but number one, as I said, I love that it's an Estonian. It, it just, it adds a dimension. There's a, there's a, the way the language sounds, I think just really comp complements the, the riffs and the, um, I was thinking about supple Torah, you know, yeah. a lot when I was listening and like, and even so Soulfly, like some of the stuff, you know, that it's very much leaning into the roots. Um, um, I absolutely loved and I, I love that. But, but for you guys, is that, uh, what, what, what's the, what's the decision to just keep the record in Estonian?
1: I don't know, man. Um, I mean, um, I mean, uh, we have been speaking about it uh, quite a lot, actually, and and uh, we have always uh, decided that uh, we will always sing in Estonian. Estonian is a beautiful language; it's our mother language. Um, um, regarding the push to 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 English, and then I, I don't think the push is that strong in, in in metal music. There are many many metal bands that uh, sing actually in their. Mother language, uh, like we can, what what I can recall, like Orionspassu sings in Finnish, like Finnish sounds exactly the same, like in, like Estonia, but uh, also like uh, uh, Black Cobra sings in Spanish. It doesn't matter that much. Like uh, the Estonian is a quite, uh, it's it's quite simple language. Also to 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 scream quite angrily because it has so many syllables, and uh, I, I I don't uh, expect to change it anytime soon.
2: Yeah, I guess it really comes back to being sincere. Um, I, yeah. I I guess if you would give us a challenge to write lyrics like a, like a song in English, I think we could do that. Definitely. But it would feel, it, it wouldn't feel sincere. So I guess it, uh, it would feel like a sellout, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, let's say, even if it's, let's say the song is good and, and the message is good, then by the end of the day, you know, both, you know, I'm playing drums, Daniel and singing and, 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 and uh, playing the guitar, but I'm also singing and screaming. It would like feel really weird strange to scream or or harmonize like these things live in English because, yeah, it just feels so much more sincere in, in, in Estonian. Decapitation! But who not, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> annihilation and uh, decapitation, you know. <laughs> we, we, how, we how, many, how many
0: different ways can you sing that, right? <laughs> or, yeah, or just, yeah, a, exactly. you know, the da, da. Just completely the death metal voice, right? Or you know, lyrics are very hard to cover You know, what am I actually even hearing? I love yeah. death. I love death metal, but no, that when you did the Shut ad- like that, how many different ways can you phrase that uh, yeah, in, in I, 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 metal? A there
1: million, are in mil- there are many. There
0: yeah. yeah. Um.
1: So let's. But not talk, in Estonian. But not in Estonian. But not no in Estonian. One. Yes. Is
0: it? Estonian language. Is it true there's no future tense yeah. in the language? <laughs> that's very, really that's really interesting.
2: Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I just feel yeah, super interesting because in in the U.S. everything is what's happening later. You know, it's all. Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: No, it's 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 an extremely difficult language, and uh, I mean, I guess if you Google afterwards, like the most complicated languages in the world, I don't think we're number one, but I guess we're in top ten. That's pretty. I think I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, also, with like, although it's much more sincere to sing in Estonian, uh, there's a little bit of the, the trick is also to make sure that it, that it also doesn't sound. Uh, Easy. like shit, if I'm being perfectly honest, because you know, you know, I one of you mentioned like selling out that if you if you would do it in English, I mean, you can easily do that with Estonian as well. If you would still use the like the buzzwords and stuff like you hear in Estonian pop songs, you yeah. can make a really good metal song sound like an absolute trash, uh, and not in a good way, <laughs> like I mean, like an absolute garbage. If you just use the buzzwords or it just it sounds like you just didn't put in any effort. It sounds you sound like there are metal bands or just like rock bands out here, um, and also across the globe who, who probably just they let AI write the lyrics and and oh, they just yeah. or even if the lyrics are good, they're implementing them in a fucking terrible way. And we're just really trying to avoid that. And maybe you've also noticed that on like on free, maybe on also on Throne and also on mice, there are sections that we just don't have the lyrics, although yeah. there could be like you know, I could hum on top of a riff like, "Oh, this could work. This phrasing could work. This melody could work." But it's like, maybe it's just maybe less is more, and uh, and, yeah. and just like. Uh, I, even think though that, I think that, I think that sounds like there could be lyrics on it. Right. it just a skip because otherwise we're just, we're pushing it and it could, and there's a good chance that we're also pushing right. out shit that doesn't come from the bottom of your heart yes. and it's just fabricated and it's bullshit. So just, I
0: think you're, you re- This record mice, it's all killer. No filler. It's like <laughs> right. there's just meat on the fucking bone. It was, everything's honed down in a way. But at the same time, like there's a lot of cool, surprising things that go on in the record, like textures that mm-hmm. are almost to remind me a little bit like of sort of these saturated guitar sounds that might be more familiar with post metal, you know, sort of open and shift. And then there's like sampling of some like, I think on, on, um, is it, it might be on Vata, which I translate, it might be Vata where you see you hear, like, I think it's a female voice in the background, yeah. it reminded me a little of, of, of um, Queens of the Stone Age oh, on man. some of their songs. Too. Like they'll add some like of those contrasts. Like, yeah. but like even the contrasting elements you guys add in are are very directed in, in particular points, and I think they add a lot. Like they just add so much to the every song. It's shorter. It's more focused. It's more refined but there's still a lot of detail going on within the, within the, uh, song. Um, yeah. And as I said, like some of my favorite records, I love a lot of metal, but like, I mean, if I gotta be honest, like the riff and like big Mm -hmm. riffs, but, but done in ways that aren't derivative, but like, so bands for me, like prong helmet, you know, um, where there's, it's so it's very refined, but it's there's still little elements going on, little cha- little sonic details. Um but it's just killer riffs that suck you in. You want to listen to them over and over supple Torah without yeah. qu- without question. Like you want to listen to over or soul fly as well, over and over and over again. And I feel like I haven't had that experience with a record except for the new prong. Like I was blown away by the new prong record. I don't think I had a chance to hear it, but highly recommend it. It's on my best of, um, what's but, the name of the band, uh, prong, P R O N G P-R-O-N-G.
2: prong. Okay. Prong. Yeah.
0: Right. They're great. Tommy Victor. Um, he, they go back to like the late eighties, but and they've been steadily releasing. He plays guitar in Danzig. He plays with Glenn, Glenn Danzig. Right. That, yeah. he And, he's got a great voice too. And it's just Mm -hmm. very huge riffs. Um, and you must know helmet. Yeah. Helmet. Like the
2: name, but I can't recall what it is exactly.
0: Yeah. Like check out meantime meantime is like one of their first, I think it is their first full length album. And it's, it's just so refined and like the riff just is, The riffs are huge. I don't know if it's the compression that is used in the studio, but they still are just, they sound amazing. Um, But like turning to this record, uh, like how how was, like be interesting though to kind of get a sense of like with you guys, Sleep. Like as soon as you said that, I was like, yes. Like I love Sleep, so influential, but as you have evolved as a band, as you described it as like pop doom, like what are you listening to? Like what's coming into in, into your own ears that's shaping the direction of the songs?
1: You know, it's it's a very uh, popular opinion about uh, so, sorry, it's it's a very popular opinion with uh, every metal musician. Uh, but uh, my I think my biggest uh, biggest uh, influence is still Meshuggah. <laughs>
0: yes
2: yeah yeah um the uh I, I guess it changes over time like i, I mentioned metallica yeah. already I, and you met you know, one thing that i wanted, wanted to mention about the riffs that you mentioned before i think master of puppets is probably like the record that i can just listen to like i think i want to be buried with that record uh, I have a sign master cut puppets vinyl at home as well. So, you know, just uh, I'll take that in my grave, literally. Absolutely. Um, because it, because riffs are so great. It's like the album I listened to when I was like eight or nine and my life fucking changed after that. Totally. Um, yeah. and these days, and you mentioned like, I'm listening to some black stuff. I don't know why, but I, I never liked black metal stuff, but I'm really uh-huh. like over the year or two, I've been really getting into it. I don't know what's happening within me, but I like it. <laughs> and, um, and, and when it comes to like, you know, Meshuggah is obviously a, thing, a band that I really enjoy as well. And where me and Dan and also align. I think there was like a very significant moment where we kind of decided to make the music that we're making these days, at least in terms of aggression, because Throne was like very slow and, you know, yeah. doom, blah, blah, blah. But where we started to like, Especially with Meister, there are a couple of songs that are the most aggressive songs of gonna be in history, like Ota, the first song, is probably the most aggressive shit we've ever done. Um, I could be wrong, but uh, I guess like top of my head, I would say that. Um, Is that I think it probably was like four or five years ago when we started to listen to Code Orange. And both me and uh, Daniel really, really clicked with Code Orange. And uh, and,
0: What what is it? Oh, Code
2: Orange. Code Code Orange. Orange. Yeah. Yeah. Because right they, like they, they have an album called forever and which might be one of the best metal bands of 2010s i think if not metal albums, yeah. Yeah. what did i say band yeah oh sorry i'm an album sorry but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's really and both me and Donna really clicked with that album and we kind of i wouldn't say that we started to kind of record. i need to get i need to
0: get back into the the, the tens and listen because i've only listened to a little code orange and i i really mm-hmm appreciated the I, sound but like you're reminding it
1: me was, it, was called to orange kids. it was called orange kids back then
2: yeah orange kids to yeah. To
1: orange. Yeah, yeah Okay. But now it's uh code orange what and the album name was forever
0: yeah. yeah um let's pivot real quick um one of the things we like to do on endless metal is talk about lyrics because mm-hmm. I, I I feel like it's not talked about a lot in metal, at least with bands. Um, mm-hmm. It's but they mean so much, you know. I mean, and obviously this is what you're you're singing about. so There's a lot of conviction. Um, so um, first off, um, with with the the record, so I couldn't find like mice. The the, the translation was mass. I mean. It, I don't know what it translates to in English. I can find a lot. I translated these to English, but um, it correct. so it is, so it's, it translates to mass. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so does the title? Why, why mass or mice? <laughs> why um, mice?
2: It's actually goes back to 2020 when we, I think it was literally the day when we won the award. So after the award, obviously we had a quite a decent party. And um, and so me and um, our guitarist at the time, like the the first guy uh, uh, who has now left the band, so we have a new guitarist. Um, we were waiting for like our food at like one a.m. somewhere, and uh, and he said it would be cool to like play the next album could be called Mice, because it just sounds cool, <laughs> and, and and it is kind of a strong statement, uh, at least in Estonian. Mice like just sounds good, and. We kind of agreed on that th- then and there. And then we started to work around it, like, no, not around it, but we started to build around it. Sorry. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. makes more sense. We started to build around it. Um, first of all, like, uh, we we started to think about the concept, what it could mean. There are many ways how to 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 describe what MICE means to us. And one of the things that, that I mentioned so far was that it is pushing forward, but that's but that's only because that once we were finished with the eight songs, we're like, I, I think we're singing about this because all of these eight songs have a little bit of this sort of element, like, fuck it, let's go forward. So much shit has happened in the last three, nearly four years that the only way how to go forward is forward and not like we. you can look into the rear view mirror, but there's a reason why the why the screen in front of you is you know, in the car is bigger than the rear view mirror. mirror so. So just keep on going forward. But the other ways how to describe it is just like at the time, especially when the pandemic was happening, it was just like, you just felt that all of your dreams were being crushed and, and everything just kind of seems to go to shit. So one of the ways how I calm myself down in like with the anxiety that was going on, the, you know, the lockdown, you can't go outside, was that I, when I went to sleep, I had just like some sleeping issues that I went to sleep and yeah. imagine I was in bed. okay, time. I'm in Tallinn, I'm in this state, I'm in Estonia, I'm in Europe, I'm in planet Earth, and then I kept on zooming out and just started to see my problems as really tiny. Just like, just imagine you're in the middle of fucking space and here you are like worrying about everything and it's all here. So, and that's that's just that sort of an exercise, just seeing myself that small really kind of helped me just to at least find some sleep. And then that's how I associated my initially, to be fair. And also it goes it goes the other way as well. So one thing is like imagining yourself like really tiny, but then also like zooming in. You're made out of particles, like you go home to the to the you know the tiniest molecules that you are you are not one. Okay, you can be just one unit made out of like trillions of different like like skin cells and so on and so on. So it's kind of a, so you're in the middle, so you go you zoom out and then zoom in. So that's how like me and this guitar player at least uh, we 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 uh we spent some time together and like to, <laughs> like to um yeah uh, talk about these sort of things. So that's how we kind of saw mice initially, at least me and this guitar player. But but end of the day, like as I said, how these songs turned out, it's just mice is moving forward, at least that's yeah. how I feel today. It so so
0: the first song, Uta, I, I translated to wait in wait. English. And so every mistake is in the mind. Every mistake you make, man, every word once in honor, more and more is hollow. And if you do nothing, farther every day, every day, farther, 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 until it's too late. The clouds have turned purple. The air is full of electricity. So it sounds, I mean, to some extent, it's it's kind of what you've been talking about, right? The theme of just pushing forward, maybe like the COVID malaise, like <laughs> pushing, pushing, maybe. but at the same time, it's called the weight. So maybe it's the weight is because, is the weight because of COVID?
2: Uh, maybe Dino can speak about this because he created the lyrics for that song and yeah. it was a co- completely different uh, topic. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, it was, it was it was quite personal actually. Uh, I'm not really sure if I want to like uh, open it up that much. <laughs>
0: Can you share? Yeah, and if, if you don't feel feel comfortable sharing, that that's fine.
2: It's fine. Like we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> but but overall, it's uh, and, and um, both this song Ota and also this song Mutu, uh, The common line, the common theme with those two songs is that it's, it's about making shallow uh, promises, or um, uh, well, shallow promises, I think is the right way to how to say it. But. Um, uh, with the song uh, Motu, which means change in, uh, in Estonian, the, the, like, most of the lyrics there are also about, like, you know, there's a big difference between saying things and actually doing things. And uh, when we had the fire in our room, and also a couple of different scenarios in our, in our, our lives, pe- people have like made like promises to, uh, to help us one way or the other. Um, and then uh, they are like not pulling their weight which is fine. And I guess it's kind of a learning curve, a lot of learning curves in the last four years yeah. compared to the previous 30. Uh, and I guess all also uh, like the lyrics there also speak about, um, uh, making promises and not, uh, not keeping up with those promises.
0: Yes. Mm. So tell, tell me about, you know, in winding down the interview here, like what, what are your, what are the plans now for the band in terms of touring and, are, and r- are you writing? Are you touring? What, what's happening
1: with the band? So, so uh, we changed the guitar player and uh, most of our time goes right now on to making our current uh, setlist list work uh, with the new player. Um, we already made two, two uh, album presentations in Lithuania and Latvia. This went really well. Uh, like... Over a hundred people came to listen to a random Estonian band in Riga when it was the latvian independence day so what 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 better outcome can you uh, expect and and you know this is this is our like like first priority right now to 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 make the live show work with the new 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 guitarists uh once this is done obviously then uh, uh the fun stuff will start when uh, we start to make new new music
2: yeah and also i mean the uh, initial plan that we had already back in i guess like july august that we wanted to go on like a proper europe tour european tour um but just the dates didn't work out and especially if we have a new guy in the band as well we really need to make sure that we know how to how to play uh like uh, one, of that, that, one of the things one of the things that we're always we've been very proud of is that we are as we talked about you know being pedantic in regards to like the specific layers and uh, you know um, we are very pedantic we expect a lot from each other like we we have a very specific set we want to do and it always has to be like that it also has to sound organic so we don't play with a click track we have a lot of like Tempo decreases or increases and those have to also feel organic. So we really have to be in sync. So that takes time to work that out. So it's kind of good that the the big European tour that we're planning now to March, April ish around time, uh, that that is now postponed to like for for a few months. The biggest challenge that we have have upcoming is the 2nd of December when we have our album presentation in Tallinn. And, you know, it's our it's our home base. And uh, the expectations to not only to us, but like I guess the people who have been to our concert for many times, like they are also coming there with big expectations. So looking forward to do that, and uh, and then we you guys will on. kick you'll kick their asses. You know? Yeah, I know. It's like
0: if, I... you, if you miss a few notes here and there, the crowd doesn't hear it. The crowd just yeah. wants the energy, right? And exactly. Power live like the live show, right? I mean, compared to the studio, very different. So, yeah. But that's I'm so happy though that you're, you you find a new guitar player and so you, the band's moving on. It sounds like maybe summer of 2024 could be a really great summer for the band potentially
2: hopefully yeah yes. Like that that that's one of the things that we ta- discussed today as well that you know we have to one thing is you know practicing keeping ourselves informed being you know in sync one, with one another but then there's also the communication part with uh, external parties like finding you know festivals finding the uh, the best possible uh, dates for the summer because ultimately you want to have those european festivals like i guess that's like the there are really good metal festivals here in Europe and you're really, we're really aiming for the big ones. So, so, but that takes, that takes time, work and luck. Uh, so, yeah. so we'll we we'll be cool to play in the U S though, if I'm being honest. Um, uh, but that's like, but then that's the moment when you need a lot of money Expensive. Uh, or like the yeah. really good promoters would like insane good deals that we're not going to be broke after the tour. But uh, you know we we have to take it one day at a time. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But hopefully we'll be there, and that would be that, that would be an amazing experience. Yeah.
0: Or you know Jeff and I will will come to you.
2: All right. Oh yeah, yeah we bring the U.S. I want to I want to see
0: us. I want to visit Estonia. I want to and I want to see Cannabinoid live. And man, it's, um, guys, thank you so much for for joining me on the on endless metal and. Um, like I said, I mean, we do an album of the year and Mice is, is in my top 10. I mean, Oof. I have to, you know, I I listen to like a lot of extreme kinds of music, black metal, do doom, a lot of that stuff's in there. But I have to go by my honest replays, how much I've listened to a record in the year. Mm. And yeah. that Mice is up near the top. And it's a phenomenal awesome. record. It's an incredible achievement and you guys are so young and um it's exciting man i I cannot wait i'm falling i'm now a devoted follower of the band and i cannot wait for to keep hearing what you what you do but to be honest with you man i'm i'm still digging in and loving mice man what a record
2: congratulations guys thank you so much man thanks for having us as well it's been it's been it's it's our very first interview I think uh, with an uh, like an American with somebody on the American soil, so so it's it's been a pleasure, man. So thanks for having us. And check out Pathfinity as well. Yeah, I'm gonna so, check
1: that out. Yes, great.
2: definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah. We actually we we did one one interview with an American, but he turned out to be a fucking scammer.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> we sent yeah. him like ten records and uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> man just we're,
0: we, yeah jeff and i we're just like old metal heavy metal nerds oh. like we don't monetize we don't monetize like we're, we're just finding excuses to be able to talk about heavy music <laughs> and talk to our favorite bands if, and and getting you guys to come here come here zoom in from estonia has been has been a real privilege so the the, the um the privilege has been all mine I, I, i'm really grateful to you guys for for coming in and and sharing and uh, can, cannot wait, um, cannot wait someday to see cannabinoid live.
2: Yeah, likewise. Like, ho- hopefully that day will come, but uh, we'll have to work for it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes.
0: Or we may have to come to Estonia. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh,
1: we also got the, the, the vinyls for the record a few days back. If you are really interested, then
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Anything you want us to link? In the in the ship for the for this episode, you know, any, any, anything is that what you said?
1: Oh, not really, uh, oh. because yeah. uh, I think yeah. we will. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, because uh, we will update our Bandcamp page. Oh, and, that's and right. Other, so, you, other pages oh, I see. With the with the with the with the vinyls and and the new vinyl, vinyl, now, vinyl, yeah, yes,
0: awesome. So. It was out on vinyl, though, right? No, it run- wasn't. The, oh. Uh, it, we just got the vinyls. Oh, fantastic. Can't wait to see those with the purple? Yeah, yeah. Oh, killer. Are you happy with them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a big deal, right? Because yeah. I know for, you get the vinyl back sometimes, it's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. But there's a lot of companies now that really kill it so that's great that's great yeah,
1: We really put a lot of effort into like the production of the vinyls as well like uh, the, the master lacquer and then stuff like that jeff's so a huge
0: have... vinyl fan so he'll get i'm sure he'll get it yeah <laughs> i hope so
2: yeah me too <laughs> all right guys take care all right so All right,
0: then okay bye bye, bye. No. ciao